come to an inspirational teaching. We hope you enjoy this teaching. So my message is going to be in this morning, building your character. Well, how many of you build your character? How many of you build your body? You all go to gym, that you all mean, go a lot of diets and, and everything. But today, even the worship, the word is coming out alive to us that, that we need to love, love in action. So building character, there's a series, but today that I have taken this one topic called the love in action. So this always begins, that your Christian life always begins with this one verse in the Bible called uh, Revelation 3.20. I know that you are, some of you are familiar with this verse. You know what the Revelation 3.20 says? Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and I'm going to eat with them and they are going to eat with me. This is the verse that we use always for the salvation. You know, these are the Jesus words. He said it. I stand in the door and knock. If anybody hears my voice and he opens the door and invite me inside, then I will step into your life and I'll be with you. You know that uh, many years back, 2,000 years back, Jesus, while he was on earth in a bodily form, he walked around and he chose uh, 12 disciples. He chose these 12 disciples to be with him so that he can teach them, he can train them, he can equip them, and he can give them an authority and uh, send them out. But today, in this age, same Jesus who has died and who rose again, who is alive, is standing before us. And many of you have invited Jesus to be with you, yes? Do you agree with this? Have you invited Jesus Christ to come into your life? Jesus chose those disciples that time and today that we have chosen Jesus to be with us for the lifetime. So the same Jesus was there 2000 years ago, the same Jesus has come into your life. You may not feel it because Jesus comes into your lives by faith. What do you expect him to do in your life? That's the question. Yes, come, fine. What are you expecting out of him? Think for a while. Yes, you are saved. Jesus said, okay, I will save you. I will forgive your sins. I will give you eternal life. So I will make you a child of God. So Jesus says, I will make you a citizen in heaven. Last time we preached that we are all the citizens of heaven. We belong to that citizen. But Jesus is inside our heart. So he has transformed us inside when he stepped into our lives. So what you are expecting him to do? But Jesus has got very high expectation that he has got many things to do in your life. So one of the things that he would like to do in your life is he wants to teach you. The same thing he taught those disciples, he wants to teach you. Not only he is your Lord, but also he is your teacher. He is your teacher. We only stand here and preach what he has said to us. But the real teacher is the Jesus who lives in you. You have to learn from him. So, the Jesus wants to teach you. And he wants you to become his disciples. 
would you like to become his disciples a question for you a challenge for you would you like to become his disciples if you want to become his disciples then we have got a response that we need to listen to him jesus christ has not come into our lives just like that to play around with us he has always has come into us to relate with you he wants to impart many things into your lives and we want to receive it when we became a born again when we became a child of god and jesus don't want us to be like a child all the time jesus wants to see this child to grow as a as a matured man would you like to grow as a matured christian or would you like to be same as a old baby christian you need to think little bit if a baby don't grow then parents will start thinking you know it becomes very difficult for them to take it baby is not crawling what's happened to it is not talking what's happening to it not standing what's happening to it you always have a curiosity if baby don't grow then parents will have a problem and baby will have also a problem the same way when you are born again as a christian born into the family of god when you become a citizen of the the kingdom of god jesus expects us to grow he don't want us to be a babies to be always pampered he wants us to grow to maturity in him ephesians chapter 4 verse 14 to 15 it says then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming instead speaking the truth in love we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is christ jesus wants us to grow in his body he wants to build up his muscles we are his muscles we want to see that jesus want to see that we become his strong muscles as a strong body of christ not that lean you know we can't do anything jesus wants us to grow he don't want us to be tossed back and forth by the waves blown and here there by every kind of wind by the teaching of the people not to be deceived but god wants us to grow to maturity in the likeness of him we need to grow in the likeness of jesus christ hello can you say after me i need to grow in the likeness of jesus christ yes that's what we are here today in this morning we need to grow how to grow we learn colossians 3:9 also it says do not lie to each other since you have been taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of its uh, a creator when we became a christian god says the old things are all passed away everything has become new in your life when you became a christian jesus said old has gone the new has come into your life i have washed you cleaned you everything i made you but you begin a new life grow in the image of god jesus is telling grow in the image of ah we must grow in the likeness of god we have been too long you know capturing the things of the world but we have forgotten that we are citizens of heaven but we think that we are citizens of this world practicing things of this world we have to change your thinking and attitude in this morning 
even uh, paul says to the colossians i preach and i admonish and i teach i want to present everybody perfect in christ jesus he's teaching them to grow to become perfect in christ jesus that means to grow to a maturity in christ all the teachings in the bible makes us to grow to become in the likeness of god many people think that when christ comes into your life or our life in my life you know very wrong thinking everything will become all right i have received christ that's the end of it finished that's his job to set things right in my life doesn't work like that when you accept christ he comes in he comes to help you so that we also need to respond to him many people have got a wrong thought i accepted christ why he didn't do anything to me i am the same old person you should have done this you should have done that we blame him but we have a responsibility as a child of god to grow to respond to the call of god jesus expects us to grow in two major areas of our lives he wants us to grow in two major areas of our lives one is he wants us to grow in character he wants us to grow in character in the likeness of god and the second thing is he wants us to grow in the gifting the gifting is an special ability given by god himself by the holy spirit to us as a special ability as a special power to serve others and to serve god we're getting the thought we as a child of god needs to grow in these two areas of life one is in the character another one is in gifting i'm teaching you step by step character deals with our behavior we need to grow in the likeness of god the gifting it given by god to us to promote his thoughts his plans come to pass in people's life special ability is given to us like talents you know the many kinds of gifting you know word of knowledge word of wisdom gift of prophecy the gift of faith gift of healing miracles speaking in tongues interpretation of tongues you know the gift of teaching gift of preaching gift of leadership gift of giving there are so many things are there which god's impart into our lives differently to all people so that we can use it we are accountable for that before god when he gives he, he we are accountable to him but here today i am going to highlight work with you on the character along the character there are three major characters are involved if you think of character there are three things runs through the whole bible that we all need to know and understand there are three major characters which jesus wants us to build us up one is the faith the second one is love the third one is holiness faith love and holiness these are the three major characters in the bible runs through faith we all need faith to trust and believe god by faith that we have received jesus christ we have received everything then faith is going to come to an end one day when christ comes the faith is going to end as we live now we need that faith without faith it is impossible to please god jesus also said that you must have the a faith that the god kind of faith that we need to have to move mountains and everything we need that concerning holiness jesus says the word of god says be holy i am holy you work out your holiness 
But holiness also will come to an end at one stage. When Christ comes, the holiness stops. Because we are already there inside. But love, which stands forever. It is for eternity. We need to practice today, tomorrow, for eternity. Because when you go to heaven, that we need to live with each other. There's a love stands forever. That's why God says, His love never ceases. They are new every morning. Just know we sang so many songs concerning love. So today, I want to bring forth the character of love into our lives. How important it is for as a Christian to practice this love, to demonstrate this love in our lives. Let us see what it means to us, this love. Love is a priority in a Christian life. Love is the topmost priority. Jesus says, love is the topmost priority in the Christian life. Why it is so topmost? Let us see. Bible admonishes in Ephesians chapter 3, 17 to 18. The first thing that to us is that we must be rooted and established in the love of Christ. When you become a born again, when you become a believer, when you received Jesus Christ, the first thing that Paul is telling us and teaching us to the church is that we must be rooted and established in Christ's love. You know, being rooted, how the big tree roots inside, becomes strong and powerful. Even the wind cannot blow and make it to fall. We must be rooted in the love of Christ. Hello, church. You are understanding the importance of love in a Christian life. It is a teaching. He is telling us, love is so important. You must be rooted and grounded in love. And also, Paul goes on to say in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17 to 18, and he says, I pray for you that as a, the saints of God, that you must know the depth of love, the width of love, the height of love, the length of love that you must know. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17 to 18, it says, So the Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love and may have power, may have ability together with all the lords of holy people to grasp how wide and how high or how long, how deep is the love of Christ. You need to understand the depth of the love of Jesus Christ. If you don't understand this, then our life becomes useless. Paul is praying for us. And we need to pray for ourselves. Lord, I want to know the depth of your love. I want to be rooted in your love. I want to be established in your love. Pray that. Because love is the one of the most top priority character in a Christian life. If you take out this love, then we will become meaningless. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 and 2, it says, Follow. God's example. Here it says again, follow God's example. Therefore, as dearly loved children, walk in the way of love. In other translation, it says, live the life of love. We are called to live and walk in the way of love. Our life should be filled with full of love. That's how, what it means to us. 
just as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Follow the example. Whose example? God's example. How he loved us. You also love the same thing. That's what he's saying to us. In 1 John 4, 8, it says, Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. If you don't love, then we don't understand God. We don't understand. We don't feel the power of God in our lives because God is love. So that's why again he's reminding us, you must love. That's what the Bible is saying. You must love as Christians. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Verse 1 to 3, God is speaking to us in this morning through this verse. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only resounding a gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all my possessors to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Hello, church. You may be doing miracles, signs and wonders in your life. When you do miracles, signs and wonders, if you are able to move mountains, if you are able to raise the dead, you will become so popular in the world. World will come to you because you are a great man. The world honors you. You know, recognizes you. Because you are doing such a wonderful thing, nobody is able to do. You are able to do it. The whole world respects you. But if that person don't have love in his life, God says, man, you are nothing. What the gifting I am giving you, you are operating, that's all. Nothing is yours. I gave you this gifting. You are operating it. You are accountable to me. But on the other hand, God is saying, if you don't have love, what is the point of having all these things? If you have love and if you don't have any of these things, God says you are a blessed man. The power of love in a Christian is supersedes the gifting which God gives us. The character supersedes the gifting. God looks at your character. Gifting, God gives it freely to us and we are accountable to it. But the character belongs to us. We need to develop our character. We are responsible for that. As a Christian, how are we going to respond to this kind of a teaching? How do I grow in love? What is this love means to us as a Christian? In Romans 13.8, it says, Only one thing that you have a debt the only one continual debt that you have is, an outstanding debt, is to love one another. Only one thing that you continue to carry till your last breath is the only one thing. It is to love one another. That we owe to God is, that's one thing. We need to love one another. Hello, church. God is stirring up our hearts. Through these scriptures, he's telling us, you must build your character. You must build your character in loving. Your love should be in action. In Mark 12, 33, this is Jesus said it, to love him with all your heart, that is God, 
to love him with all your heart and with all your understanding, with all your strength, to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all your burnt offering and sacrifices. The worship here, the praises that we do, the offering that we give, a lot of things that we can do to God, but God says, man, relationship is more important than your burnt offerings, your offerings, your tithes, or anything else that you do for me. Your love for one another is more important to me. Your relationship, your fellowship with people is more important to me. You need to love. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. The first commandment that God gave us. Church, this is just an exhortation for us to know about this kind of because love is the priority. That's what God is saying to us through these verses. I will go quickly to the next stage. The areas of love to grow. I will come to the definition of love at the end. But I want you to know there are five areas are there that we need to grow in love. Five areas Bible reveals to us. The point number one, remember these things. These are the five areas that we need to know and practice in life. Put the love into action. Number one, the God said, love the Lord your God. Love God. Love God. That's number one. A first commandment that, that Jesus gave. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, with everything. This is the first and the greatest commandment that God has given it to us. The first priority to love whom? God. The second one. Love one another. This is the family. One another means we are a family here. That's why in John 13, 34, 35, Jesus told to his disciples, I want you to love one another. How I loved you, you people need to love one another. So that the world will know that you are my people. People will know that you are the Christians, you are the follower of Christ. Only when you love one another, you will come to know. So the Jesus gave this, the second one. Love one another. The Bible said this is the new commandment. The first commandment is love God. The second commandment, that is the new commandment is called love one another. We need to love one another here within the family. Hello, you're understanding? The second area is the family. Third area, love yourself. Many of us, you know, we don't love ourselves. We don't love our body. We reject ourselves. Oh, I am too tall, I am too short. I am too fat, I am too thin. Oh, look at that person, is more beautiful than I am. Oh, I am not like that person. What are you doing? You are comparing yourself with others and trying to reject your own self. Nobody is telling you. You are telling yourself, I am no good. See, that fellow has studied so much, I have studied only so much. I can't speak English, he speaks good English. See, these are the things, what we are doing, we are rejecting our own self. But God is telling to us, church, we are the workmanship of God. That's why he said Ephesians 2.10. God has created each and every one of us beautifully, wonderfully. You know, we are all made very unique. 
we are all a custom made you know that custom made made to order i want this kind of a thing god made everybody very differently in his own plan he he created you and made you wonderfully nobody is like you in this world there is no second person like you or looks like you in the whole world either in the past either in the present or going to be in the future nobody is going to be like you in this world you have been made wonderfully perfectly for his purpose for his glory it is god who loved you very much that's why god says love yourself i made you man don't reject you are especially made by me love yourself love yourself you are wonderfully made it is god's plan don't reject yourself the fourth one god says love your neighbor who is your neighbor the question comes who is your neighbor love your neighbor as yourself i'll come to that uh, at the later stage who is your neighbor love that neighbor i will tell you my own experience i got a neighbor who is troubling me right left and right so god is telling me love that neighbor oh my god it's a testing time for us but i'll come to you in the later stage i will explain to you what it means to us love your neighbor as yourself finally love your enemies bible says love your enemies oh it's very difficult thing jesus says love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you these are the five areas we as a christians need to practice our love our whole life is revolving around these five areas if you are able to master this in our lives i will tell you church you can't imagine what god can do in your life and through your life it is simply wonderful so let us coming to the definition of love what it means to be called as love so there are two types of definitions one is the world point of it and the biblical point of it the world defines as an emotion a strong feeling of affection great interest and pleasure in something it demands in return it is selfish church please understand this the world defines love as an emotion your love depends upon your feeling getting the thoughts the world defines love as an emotion if you like it then you love it if you love it then you want to possess it it is very selfish world is teaching that love is emotion it demands in return emotions are like you know you expect something from that person or from a thing if a boy looks at a girl if a girl is looking very beautiful and his mind goes around i like that girl the next step is oh i love that girl the next step is he try to act to demonstrate his love towards that person only in order to for only one thing only to possess it you are understanding 
only to possess that person or a, a possess a material or possess a thing we love it it is emotion our emotions are stirred up based on our emotions we demonstrate our love to the people if the feelings are bad then you hate them your feelings are good you love them so it's all going to be like that let's see the biblical way of love please listen this is a very important word god is going to tell you love is an attitude everyone repeat after me love is an attitude it is in the mind love is in the mind it is an attitude somebody says this way the love looks not with the eyes but with the mind remember this i want to quote again the love looks not with eyes but with the mind mind is an attitude here somebody says this way love has nothing to do with what you are expecting to get only with what you are expected to give which is everything the biblical way of love is not an coming not coming out of emotion but it is coming out of attitude coming through the mind not through the eyes the love always gives never expects it back anything this is what we as christians need to practice and to adopt this principle love is not an emotion love is an attitude <clears throat> sometime back last year i was preaching in uh, in the karana church in um, mahadevpura we have planted a church there i was preaching there i was in the middle of the sermon one man just came in sat right in the center of the aisle he was stinking he was smelling he had uh, you know alcohol he was drunk he sat right in both the side there are chairs the people are sitting he came and sat down there holding his hands you know looking to the the altar that man came and sat i tell you the reactions of the people some ladies you know put their dupatta and covered them men opened their kerchief closed their eyes closed their mouth everything what is this man stinking came and sat here one man just got up and went the smell was so strong people are sitting at the sides looking at me because i stopped preaching the people are pointing at this man pastor see this man has come here he is stinking we can't stand here so smelly what should be our reaction his smell has affected our emotions <laughs> we are reacting through our emotions pastor send this man out i thought for a while lord what do i do shall i send him make him to sit whether we reject him whether we accept him the battle is going on in my mind suddenly one word came to my mind jesus said who here comes to me i will not cast them out i told the church church 
wait for some time. I will finish the sermon very fast. Let this man sit here. Some decision I took in my mind. Emotions are telling, send him out. What this thinking fellow has come. He never combed his hair. They are dry. I mean, that fellow looks like a very shabby, like a, you know, nobody's there behind him. That man came into the house of God. And what should be our reaction to this kind of a person? Here our emotions are literally stirred up. The smell is hitting. Can't sit for five minutes. Everybody's struggling, everybody moving in their chairs. What can we do in such kind of a situation? Our love for God is being tested there. So I told that person, just wait. I'll finish it fast. Finish preaching. Everybody left early because they can't stand there. That man just came to us here. That man just ran to me here and they stood there. I also don't know what to do. I asked him one question. I called the boys and come here to help me here. This man has come here. We need to do something. We need to pray for him. At least we need to share something to him. So we, I asked him, how did you come this place? How did you find this place and you came here? And he told me, in Canada, he told me, I was sitting there. I heard singing. My ear went towards that side. I saw there is a cross. Because we have put a cross there to know that there is a church here. We put the light in the night so that people know that there is a church here. So he took some time to make a decision to come inside or not. So he came after 15 minutes and he came in. He came and sat there. He did not do anything. He did not open his word. He did not trouble anybody. He, she did not shout. He came and sat with the folding hands. You know, he asked me. What he said, no? I want to stop drinking. His word was, I want to stop drinking. I am having severe pain. That's what he said to us. We as people don't know what to do. Okay, come on, man. I told him, come on, gather around and we'll pray for him. I said, God, have mercy upon him because he has come to your place. Now have mercy upon him and heal him. We have prayed. Suddenly this fellow fell down. We don't know whether he fell down because of the power of God, whether he because of he had drunk. <clears throat> so it's again a problem for us. I said, everybody's looking at us, what to do now? This fellow didn't get up for 10 minutes. I said, you wait for a while, we'll see. If you don't get up in another five minutes, we'll wake him up. He got up. He got up just, he said, thank you. We shared the gospel to him. I don't know how much he heard, how much he didn't hear, we don't know. He went. This is the testimony, next Sunday. I was not there. The pastor was preaching. Same in the middle of the sermon. Six people with four children lands up there along with him. Six people comes there and he told, after the service, he told to the pastor, Pastor, I did not drink for one week. He says, my back pain is gone. We don't know all these things. He came, we prayed, we sent him. But one thing that we did was we make a decision in the mind to accept him. That decision caused God to step into his life. If we would have reacted through emotions, 
you would have lost him. Church, today, this man has brought 30 people into the church. These are all gypsies. What I want to tell you is, they're all gypsies. They go from place to place. You know, they move from place to place. They go to village to village, city to city. And there's one man who is qualified. That means, who can read and write Kannada. He asked the Bible, sir, give us the Bible. Out of those 30, more than I can say, 60 people, 60% people have left a drinking. They come with a clean hands. The ladies, we, you know, they, they dressed and came for the first time. I, I, I tell you, it's a very shabby, it's a very disgrace. But the people went to that place. Pastor went the next week to his place, shared the gospel to them. Offered. They are all living in a small hut in a, you know, vacant areas. They put a small hut and they live. And we offered them. We told them, we'll help you. We have got a bathroom. We have got a toilet. Everything. Let your ladies and children come. Have bath and take bath. And we'll supply all the soap and all the things. Whatever they need, we'll supply to them. We offered our help to them. But they, no sir, we'll come next time. We'll cut our hair, wash and everything will come. They came clean, took bath and they came. What I want to tell you, these are the people who has learned the Bible now. They told us, sir, teach us the Bible stories. Because we take the clippings from the filmies, the movies, we take the clippings and we enact outside. We take some of the things from the Mahabharata, Ramayana, we take it and we enact outside. What we want to do Jesus stories to the people. I am telling you, church, I am so thrilled to see those people. Today, their mobiles are filled with only gospel songs. They play them, wherever they go, they play those songs, and they enact the Bible stories. We are shocked. Many people came and asked, why are you putting this song? We are all Hindus. I am telling you, church, they are transformed. They're coming. They go everywhere and they come. Once in four months, they come back to Bangalore, they visit the church, they come, they put their offering, they get prayed. But what I want to tell you, <clears throat> one act of decision, which you make it in your mind, not through your feelings. That's why the Bible says, love is a, an attitude, not a feeling. God loved us not because of feeling, because of what he is. He is love. He demonstrated his love because he is love. God did not send Jesus Christ based on our feelings or his feelings. While we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. Today that you and I are need to demonstrate uh, that kind of a love. There are many stories I can tell, but I want to quickly run through. What love is all about, there are 20 characters are there. I am going to just run through those characters. From the Bible, this is what God is and he wants us to practice. There are 20 attitudes of love which is recorded in the New Testament. It says love is patient. It's in Corinthians 13. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. 
it always protects always trusts always hopes always perseveres the love builds love builds people love does no harm to its neighbors this is what god spoke to me love forgives love accepts love never fails love restores broken relationship these are the qualities of love god wants us to practice this kind of a love in our lives this love is poured out into our heart by the holy spirit this kind of a love is given it to us through the holy spirit that we can practice if we are able to practice this kind of a things i will tell you i don't know what is going to happen the heaven is going to come down but another thing that i would like to tell you before we make the prayer if you are going to deal with your emotions it's very dangerous if somebody says to you something ungodly words it hurts your emotions your emotions are being stirred up do you believe this somebody hurts you somebody says some something wrong to you either through the word either through the deed you know if somebody you know tells us something to you i will tell you this effect is more powerful than the smell that we talked about this effect of this the hurts and the wounds are very powerful you know it generates bitterness in our life hello church it generate what bitterness if you reject yourself if you don't love all these things if somebody says something to you it generate it hurts your feelings it hurts your emotions it starts up it becomes a bitterness in your life you know what is the meaning of bitterness have you ever put your hand in the acid and taken out and and seen church if you put your hand in an acid and take it out and if you look for some time your hands will start reacting you know start eroding that acid starts eating away your skin hello the bitterness is like an acid in our body this acid eats away all your cells in your body this acid damages your organs in the body this acid corrodes you it kills all the life in the body allows the other germs to eat away you know why many people are sick today because of this bitterness because of the acidity in the body acid causing you to damage eating away hello you are understanding church that's why god is saying the antidote for all these things is to love love is the antidote for your health to be in good health love one another love god love one another love yourself love your neighbor love your enemy these are all the antidotes for your sickness and disease once you start practicing this in your life that acidity will go away it neutralizes you will become a healthy body don't think that what you eat becomes strength to your body i will tell you church that is not the reason that is not the cause the bitterness is the root cause for your sickness and diseases that's why god is telling us today practice love 
you will be healthy and you will become strong it glorifies god and god steps into your situation how do i begin to love and practice point number 1 change your thinking and attitude take away all your belief system love does not depend upon emotions it is an attitude the second one is believe love is an attitude not an emotion third one develop an intimacy with christ relate with him because he is the one who pours out the love of god into our lives fourth one list out people whom you hate and dislike make a list of those people who have brought hurt wounds things into your life make a list of those people think of it pray about it god will reveal the fifth one forgive them hand over your pain your hurt your damage which is caused by people hand over it to god release them from your heart receive the love which god has poured out into your heart in romans 55 make a deliberate effort to practice make a deliberate effort to practice it is our responsibility it doesn't happen automatically church when we forgive people when we release them from your heart something happens god likes those things god sees your decisions in your mind god steps into those situations and he starts bringing healing to your situations to your body and in everything some of them you know do it brother i have forgiven those people what you are telling i am been forgiving they say but in the heart to heart they have not forgiven the forgiveness always leads to restoration of fellowship brother faster i have forgiven that person but i am not going to talk to him i am not going to relate with him i am not going to invite him i am nothing to do with him i forgive him but i don't want to uh, uh, relate with him that's wrong forgiveness leads the restoration of a fellowship church if we are able to you know honor this in our lives love in action asking god to help us our whole situation in life will change the moment you make a decision to love people god steps into the situation amen church there some of the results just i would like to go through this results of love number one there is no fear health instead of sickness health the sickness will disappear god says you will shine like the sun i'll make you to shine like the sun peace instead of unrest i'll give you peace because you love i'm going to grant you peace into your life and lastly god steps in your situations and bring a blessing god said only one thing in the last day many will say to me lord lord i did this i did that so many things they will say they will call out my name and they say i did this miracles i did miracles that one and this one they give a list what god says i don't know you man who you are because you never did my will my will is that that you people should love one another my will is that my top more priority in your life is to love that is missing if you don't love then question mark for you father in this morning that we come before you lord 
there's one thing that you have spoken to us that we must demonstrate your love through our lives through our deeds through our speech through our thoughts father we pray that forgive us many a times that we have reacted many a times that we have based our love on emotions please forgive us lord we pray in this morning as the church as individuals that we may love people as you have loved us unconditionally lord let your love be poured out into each one of our hearts in this morning jesus our lord and our god you demonstrated god's love for us while we are yet sinners that you died for us lord master that you forgive us lord master that we pray even in this morning teach us how to love practice in our lives we all love you to teach us in this morning we want to be your disciples we want to practice the kind of love that you have spoken to us in this morning help us lord in this morning it's a prayer oh god even as we leave this place let your love take hold of us as an attitude as a character in our lives and heal us lord or take away all the bitterness from us lord heal us through that love oh god yes father bring back that health to us lord take away those bitternesses from us the sickness disease from us lord we receive the ointment of love into our hearts lord in this morning bring healing to us we want to be a transformed people and we want to obey we want to walk and live the life of love oh god bless us in this morning even as we leave jesus we want to give you all the glory to you lord amen Thank you for listening to this message. To know more about us, please visit www.adonai-ministries.com.